0: basically you're dragging yourself to the computer and then you sit there the whole day and then eat and you know it's not healthy but I think this is a good way to break out of that cycle uh, and you know take some time because especially if you're running if you're biking outside it's you and your mind actually right so you can think about stuff and I find a lot of All these problems, sometimes technical stuff that I work on, sometimes I get a lot of these answers while I'm reading or while I'm walking, because you let them, you know, it's just you and your mind and the road. And then, of course, I'm already seeing positive positive part of that through my health. I, I see the changes slowly happening.
1: Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Adulting can be hard, but you don't have to go it alone. I created this podcast to give you inspiration and let you know you're not alone in feeling stuck in midlife. Both men and women are welcome here, but if you are a woman, I also invite you to join our Midlife Uprising community for women where we are making waves and reimagining what it means to age. Being part of this community for women will remind you on a regular basis that you're not too old and it's never too late to do that thing you've been thinking about. You can find more information at midlifeuprising.com, and I hope to see you there. Hello, my friend. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time now, you might remember today's guest. He was on episode 81. I'm so thrilled to have him back on the podcast today to give us an update on what he's been up to since we last spoke. His name is Chana Silva. So here's a quick update on what we talked about the last time I had Chana visit. Chana lives in the Philippines where he has had a successful career in tech in the telecommunications industry. But his real passion is music. During the COVID shutdown, he found himself missing the live music experience and the community of concert goers that he loved so much. So he started hosting Zoom calls where they could talk about music and connect. That simple act of bringing together a community of music fans has led him down a whole new path. He ended up doing a podcast about music called Chana Chana Chana. And now, after 300 episodes of that podcast, he's moved on to new adventures in the world of music fandom. I can't wait for you to hear what he's been up to since then. So, without further ado, here's Chana Silva. Hi Chana, thank you so much for being with me today.
0: Yeah, hi, hi Yvonne, nice to be here again.
1: <laughs> it's great to have you back. Oh my gosh. So, I you know, we chatted a little bit um before I hit the record button. I'm just going to kind of take listeners back to, you know, you've been on the podcast before. I can't wait to hear what you've been up to since we last spoke. This is kind of a, like a where are they now kind of episode. <laughs> um, now, we met in Clubhouse originally back in, I don't know, 21, 2021 or yeah, something like 20, that. Yeah,
0: 2021, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you were in there a lot. I was in there a lot of the time. I'm still in Clubhouse on a smaller scale, like with with a very, you know, a smaller community. But So instead of meeting tons and tons of people, I've kind of gone deep with a group of people of podcasters who have small businesses, but I don't see you there anymore and I miss you. And I'm wondering where you've been and what you've been up to.
0: Yeah, so uh, I've been actually, to be honest, I've been sort of offline for some time. Uh, I took a break from podcasting and also Clubhouse, although I do open the Clubhouse app sometimes and I actually see your groups popping up um what so what I've been doing because uh because after the sort of the pandemic is sort of getting over and uh, now I, I I I see the concerts and because my my first passion was uh I got into podcasting because I couldn't go to concerts during the pandemic so that was the reason I sort of shifted and started doing a music podcast so I can sort of cope with the situation but now that the world is sort of open, so I, 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 I'll I be able to go to shows. So I s- sort of thought that maybe it's time to uh, slow down or stop the podcasting and l- enjoy the world a little bit. So so I'm going, I, I've been to a lot of concerts. I've been going out, doing a lot of physical activities, spending time with my family outside. So that's what I've been doing uh, for the last couple, probably last six months. That
1: makes my heart so happy to hear that. Really? Right. <laughs> like, I think back to when we first spoke and and just to uh, for anybody who didn't hear the episode that you were on the first time, I feel like they might need a little catching up. Um, mm-hmm. You are a, a massive concert goer, like you've seen thousands of shows. Am I right? Right. Right. Huge music fan from the time you were little. I, I think I think you told me that Elton John was your was your first like the, on a mixtape that your dad gave you that was like the yeah. first like poosh, like what is this music thing? And uh, and then when the pandemic happened, your concert going came to a screeching halt and I and just you were missing your not only the live music, but the community of fellow music lovers, which led you to hosting zoom calls just to say, Hey, how are you guys doing? And what are you listening to? I'm assuming, you know, I wasn't on any of those <laughs> yeah. calls, but, um, and that then led you to doing this podcast, which then all of a sudden you had artists coming on and, I think I called the the title of your last episode with me, The Power of Yes, because what I loved about your journey was that you just said, oh, well, let's just have a Zoom call. And then the next thing, yes, uh, maybe I'll do a podcast. And then it just kept growing. And I kept watching you follow the path of what was interesting to you and what felt right next. And so I guess my question now is, what's next? What's your next yes? since we last spoke you you've wrapped up the podcast right
0: yeah so i recorded 200 episodes Congratulations. Uh, and, uh, it's huge. so the 200th episodes was a special one because i had uh this is a legendary new wave band called h2o from scotland so i had the main the lead singer of that ian donaldson to sort of wrap up the show because i met him in one of the shows and then that was sort of the wrap up And then all the episodes are still there. It's in Spotify, it's in uh, Apple podcast, it's in YouTube. So anybody can go and listen to it. So what I've been doing is that from the podcasting, I got this, I got sort of attraction on my YouTube because people are going and checking this YouTube. It's easy to sometimes listen to podcasts on YouTube, right? People see. So I... I converted that YouTube channel, uh, so now I post all my concerts videos. So when I go to concerts, I shoot videos of what's happening with the community, what I do with the the, the performance, and then I I keep on posting that, and I I got really good uh, build up for the last probably last six months. I've been building up the YouTube viewership and hitting those you know first the one thousand subscribers, and then for the fourth. 4,000 hours of, you know, watch hours. So, slowly, slowly, day by day, I actually got it growing, going. And then I also, you know, changed the channel. So I focus on the shows now more, more, uh, although the other content is still there. So that's what I've been doing, uh, building the YouTube and then also building my Instagram and, you know, so presence on connecting with the other similar people.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's so exciting. The world has opened up. You are back to listening to music. You're back to connecting to other music lovers. Um, What is it about YouTube as your platform that is, that that is exciting to you? Is it that you can do, is it video versus audio? Is-
0: um, Yeah. So YouTube actually, because uh, one of the key thing is I record the performances of some of the, you know, the artists that I see and it's sort of like documenting my journey because I keep track of all the concerts I go so the YouTube is actually part of that uh, sort of memory and also I want to share like what I experience with others although I I'm I'm kind of careful when I'm sharing I don't want to share everything like I don't want to record the whole concerts I'm not a person like that I do capture great moments and you know and then just sharing that and then talking to people about them. And that's, that's been my passion sort of doing that. I've been doing that even before the pandemic, but now I really focus on what I post and how do I, you know, edit and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I, the last time we spoke, you talked about possibly going back to school to, um to study music history. And I, I feel like this documentation of the shows that you're seeing, really, you're providing things for future historians, almost, you know, that's one of the things I love about documentary style uh, things is that here we are, this, this is life happening. And this is something that somebody could go back to later and and access and look at. Do you feel like that's part of what you're doing?
0: Yes, so uh, what I mean, what I was able to do is, I was able to trace back almost all the concerts I've been attending up to year two thousand now. So I've been uh, building that list of concerts that I and the artists that I've seen. So some of the concerts early two thousands I have to go and search. Sometimes those days people are not really posting those events in internet, right? So I've been building that list and then. Parallelly, I'm building my YouTube to, you know, sort of uh, map to that so that list. So if somebody wants to look for that show, then they might see something on my YouTube regarding that show. So ultimately, this would become a book because I want to write this journey, twenty years of going to concerts, more than twenty years, into a book. So each each probably each of the decade or each of the years would be like a chapter and. And the experience and traveling and everything, the people I met, that would be like part of my, that's really, I've been thinking about doing that, writing a book about it.
1: Now, through the podcast, you ended up with um, some of the artists connecting with you and then coming on your podcast. Are you still Mm -hmm. finding that you're connecting with the artists? Do they... See your YouTube channel. Do they um, do they like what they do? They like that you're there and getting bits of the concert and and recording that and putting it out there for you know that sense of historical. Does anybody ever have a problem with it? Like how does that all that go?
0: Actually, well, I, I really don't face many problems. To be honest with that, YouTube sometimes hit you with those copyright because because it's music, right? So you will sometimes face that, but I haven't. I haven't faced any serious uh, problem in YouTube posting those. But now I, I actually changed. Also, the going to the concerts, I think I, I changed after the pandemic. Now, for me, what, what I realized during the pandemic is these experiences are so valuable for me. So now I don't go to concerts because somebody else is, would say, okay, this show is good. You might check it out. I go because I really feel that I want to go. So sometimes I even go to the sort of amateur or like, you know, somebody very new playing, like they might play in a record store. I would just go and watch. I recently watched this 17 year old girl who was like performing all the Beatles song in one of the record stores. So stuff like that, it's not a big concert. It's just just person with a guitar playing inside a record store. and. These people really get the benefit of what I'm doing because I'm basically promoting, you know, their performances on YouTube and on Facebook and Instagram. So I feel that I'm really helping somebody, unlike the podcast, but now I'm helping in a different way. Like, you know, in podcast, I was like also promoting them, but now I'm doing it in a different way. And the funny thing is, Ivana, is some of these artists that I met, during the podcast I was able to go and see their performances now. It was so so cool to like it was like a reunion and I was like meeting them because some of those artists during the pandemic I I just met them virtually only so but now I was able to go and see their shows.
1: Uh, it's the difference. I mean I have to say I love meeting people virtually. It's been something that it's very been very surprising to me I have to say. Um, meeting people in Clubhouse, uh, meeting people through other online networking type things. But there is something awesome about that, that irreplaceable in-person experience. It's a whole different energy. And that's so exciting. And that, especially with music, the difference between live music and listening to something through a streaming service or on a record or a CD or whatever uh, technology can bring it to us in our home. That's awesome. It's convenient. It's got its, it's got its place. Right. But that energy is that what draws you to the concert experience? Like, is that that energy that you get from the life experience whether it's a person performing in a record store or
0: (laughs) it's actually it's like uh, I I I call it like it's like three steps three things for me one is the discovery of the con shows anticipation and you know buying the tickets on the tickets when they release the tickets like those preparation to the show and then the day of the show with the community, with my friends who are like, I have like a lot of friends who have, who I always see them in the same, they're, they're like like-minded. And then we queue up. Uh, one of the shows I went recently, I I was, the show started at 8 p.m. but I was there at 10 a.m. I was the first person in life. So it's it's like, you know, it's such a commitment. So, so all that, and then even after the show, the experience, you know, post-concert, like, you know, posting all this stuff talking to uh, and it's 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 the whole package so it's like the whole thing it's a whole experience and each concert has a different experience even though it's it's similar but it's it's always a unique experience and one of the great shows that I was able to see uh, last 2022 is uh, Jack White performed in Manila Uh, I don't know if you know Jack White
1: yeah yeah Yeah.
0: And even that show, I was the first person in line. I was there 10 a.m. for the 8 p.m. show. (laughs) Wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. (laughs) How do you manage that? That's awesome. Do you take your kids with you? Does your family come with you? Or do you venture out for these adventures on your own?
0: It's uh, most it's me uh, by myself, unless it's a sort of intimate show or something where I bring my wife and but otherwise i don't think she can take that same she has that same energy to do like you know wait (laughs) for wait in the queue for like right that's a long time to wait
1: that's a long time um wow do you have friends that join you to wait online early in the day like that
0: yes yeah so normally I'm the first person and the second person is mostly it's the same guy it's like my one of my friends so it's like third person would be somebody like there are like you know five 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 six people who are always the first in line (laughs) wow
1: so exciting to to see you just kind of following this path I, and and I and I'm wondering, like, what are what are you learning about yourself as you shift and change what you're doing? Like, what what is it about the the music and the concerts and the experience? What what is it that that hits you in your heart that keeps you doing this?
0: Yeah, I mean especially i think the this the covid and the pandemic i think it really changed everybody right and all of us so one thing that i remember early in the pandemic we were not even able to get a cup of coffee outside right everything was closed now that the world now that things are opening up and then now where i can actually go and see these shows uh, i take it i treat it as a very precious thing so it's so i'm very grateful and I think I experienced a whole chapter of gratitude. It's it's all gratitude. So I I I appreciate that people putting up these shows. I appreciate people like Jack White coming to Manila all the way from US. And so I want to give back. So that's why I'm always always there. So I'm really grateful. And I was always a fan of music, but I now feel that I really want to influence people to follow what they like, not just, just rat race, but follow and do what you really like to do. That's, that's what I'm, you're really passionate about. And then, um, the same thing I I do on the concerts, I can actually use this also for my personal family life. If I want to pursue something, if I really care about something, then I would put the effort for that and I will do it. Right? I will be the first person because I want to be the first person. So that's the strong feelings and stuff I actually realized doing all, through all this.
1: I'm just popping in here for a quick minute to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Midlife Cues, which is a fantastic weekly newsletter about intentional living and personal growth in midlife. I get this in my email every Sunday morning and I love it. Every Sunday, it explores a specific topic that's relevant to people our age. It's supported by carefully researched resources and tools and it's written and published by someone I truly admire, Lou Blazer. Lou takes her love of rabbit holes and turns it to our advantage by exploring how midlifers like us can be truly happy and feel fulfilled in the second half of our lives. You can subscribe and get more information at midlifecues.com. And now let's go back to Chana's story. You mentioned um, that not only are you interested in the music history and, and kind of maybe going back to school at some point to do that, but you're getting more and more interested in the workings of the music industry itself, like the business Mm -hmm. part of the music industry. So tell me a little bit more about what's pulling you in that direction and what you're learning and and what you're doing towards that right now.
0: Yeah. So a few weeks back, I actually did already like three or four interviews with people uh, because they see right now because they see me at the concerts they see me as an expert on concerts so like they see me so so they were asking about certain genres about community um, there's a word called fandom right like uh, you know different genres have their own fandom it's like different culture or something right how people react to different genres so what i've been quite interested about all these different genres how people behave in different concerts like same person same same person might be reacting or behaving differently in a different concert although it's the same person it's also me like when I when I go to metal concert the way I behave it's different from when I go to some other pop concert so it's there is a uh, like an unspoken sort of traditions and rules nobody tells you to behave like that but it happens so I've been doing a lot of these interviews explaining, the different fandoms. So I, along with the musical history, I really want to explore this sort of cultural aspect of all this live music scene. So there are a couple of local music magazines that has reached out to me and then I did some interviews with them. And then uh, a lot of this after movie sort of concerts will have like after movies, like, you know, they will create something that, that will go after the concert. So I've, I've been interviewed so many times for these after movies where I have to talk about the artists and, you know, the whole experience. So I'm I'm expecting a couple of more videos to come out from these uh, media organizations.
1: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You also mentioned that what this is doing for you and, and following your passion is spilling over into your personal life. Is this where we start to talk about how you've been getting out side more and and the bikes the biking that you're doing is that kind of <laughs> where you see that uh transfer
0: uh, yeah so uh I, I i always biked even before the pandemic i was always biking but now during the pandemic i don't know somehow i i gotten away from it maybe i i felt i i wasn't safe to go and bike, go out biking so i i did some walking and stuff but now i decided uh I always see my bikes at home and they're all all dusty and I felt I I think I have to do do something about it. So last December, I started going out and biking again and I've been doing like every day I would go out and uh, I would bike in the morning and then I would sometimes run in the evening. And I somehow after doing it for months, I was able to build that discipline or the eagerness. So I wake up. I go for a ride. I don't do anything. I don't drink coffee or anything. I just go for a ride. Let's go for a ride, and then then I'll check my emails or whatever. So I've been doing that a lot, and it's it's so nice to actually able to now go out and bike, and then uh, you know explore the city. And uh, I always take pictures in the city. You know all these different landmarks and street art and stuff where what I really like. So I've been doing that a lot as well.
1: Yeah. And you're in your forties now, right? Yes. Yeah. Do you, do you find that this, um, this commitment and this ritual of getting up and, and heading right out the door and getting on your bike, what's it, what is it doing for, for you? How does that spill over into the rest of your day?
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think one bad part of uh, working from home and, you know, all this is that you had that habit of getting out of the bed and then just walking to your computer, or dra- basically you're dragging yourself to the computer and then you sit there the whole day and then eat. And, you know, it's not healthy, but I think this is a good way to break out of that cycle uh, and, you know, take some time because especially if you're running, if you're biking outside, it's you and your mind actually, right? So you can think about stuff. And I find a lot of all these problems, sometimes technical stuff that I work on. Sometimes I get a lot of these answers while I'm waiting or while I'm walking because you let them, you know, it's just you and your mind and the road. And then of course, I'm already seeing positive, uh, positive part of that through my health. I, I see the changes slowly happening. So so that's that's a good thing as well, and I'm influencing my my family in another way because we had this. Actually, I have a, we we have this uh, medal. It's a frame that we put on on our wall where we put medals. So everybody has to put their medals. So most of my most of the medals are from me because I do all the virtual runs, virtual rides, and stuff. And then my son puts his mathematics and science and all these medals on the other side. And my wife has some, she used to do some running as well. So so we have a role like, let's build this, you know, let's put as much as medals we can. So, you know, and so that we see it, that we have done something, like we have achieved something. And then I, I was able to influence my son to do, son to do it as well. So he's, he's learning and he's taking different courses and stuff he's really into it and as well so it's it's a positive thing
1: yeah that's amazing i congratulate you on uh on being that example for for your kiddo
0: yeah and then it's not just the just the kids kid and my wife it's actually also my office mates because a lot of my colleagues ask me where do you find the time to all do all this? That's their, I have that's to their I have session. to tell you,
1: I was wondering the same thing myself. I'm like, wow, <laughs> waiting at 10 o'clock in the morning to get into a concert. You're biking, you're running you're like and you're working like you. You work, you have a you right. have a full time job.
0: Yeah. So, the, so the, the the secret is like if I have to do something, I do it. So what I do is sometimes I go to concerts. I come home like 1 a.m. and then I'll, I'll do my work. Wow. So if I have to do something, I'll do it. And when I'm doing work, I'll focus on doing what I need to do so that in the evenings I can go and, you know, do cycling or I can go to a show. So you cut out all the other, you know, wasteful stuff that you, <laughs> that you spend your time on. right?
1: Yeah. I don't imagine you're, you're sitting around watching um, Netflix a lot.
0: I have a rule for that. Actually, I I do watch I do watch TV and movies, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: I don't just just open Netflix and watch what is there. So I always look for stuff that I will watch based on the time I have. So I don't just open up something and then watch, uh, you know, binge watching. Yeah. So I think you just have to take that control the time.
1: Do you find you've got more energy now that you've taken on biking and running? Is that giving you more energy to do all the other things you want to do?
0: Yeah, I, I feel that, and um, you know, a lot of improvements on health and the, the attitude at work as well. Like, I don't feel like sleepy, and you know, because I'm already pumped up in the morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, what a great way to start off your morning. So how can people find you and what are you excited about that's coming up that you want people to know about?
0: Yeah. So my website is still there. It's called chanachanachana.com. It's basically has all the links to all podcast videos. And so I post all the articles and interviews that other I do with others as well. And you can go to the YouTube as well there. So all the YouTube channel is called youtube.com slash chanachanachana that actually has all the uh, the videos of the concerts. And they can also follow me on Instagram, which is Chana3x. Uh, Instagram, you can see all my physical activities and all my bikes and all the concerts and <laughs> yeah. all my collection and all that. I got connected with a lot of great people because of just simply posting on Instagram. That's awesome.
1: Oh, my gosh. I just love the way you kind of go through life, Chana you just really seem to have a knack for giving yourself permission to to do what interests you and to do it your way yeah you know? did you did you do you feel like you had that sense of permission when you were younger or is that something that has come to you with a little bit of time on the planet
0: i think uh, i think i had it when i was younger and and i think it also helped that i was sort of uh, i grew up sort of uh, away from my parents although they were they were always working so i was kind of alone at home so i was like in front of the tv or i was like with the music so I, it's always like i was doing like what i was like to do and uh, also when i migrated from my home country to philippines i was alone for like Uh, I met my wife so it was always like doing things what I like what interests me so um, so I think that that that's really helpful but now after all all what happened last couple of years I I have a much more appreciation for life itself so so I don't want to waste it so that's that's probably one of the big drivers of the change of mindset
1: Mm. gratefulness that is powerful stuff. I'm so glad you came back to talk to me and to give us an update on, on what's going on for you. I kind of feel like we're going to have to occasionally check in and just see, see where you're at and see how things are going. Cause you're always evolving and, and doing new things. And I admire that very much.
0: Thank you for having me. Mean, uh, I I definitely want to sort of come back to Clubhouse as well. So I would probably see you in Clubhouse in, in the future as well.
1: When you are ready, I can't wait to see you there.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Take care, Chana. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, everyone, for having me again.
1: Well, there you have it. Talking to Chana always reminds me of the power of following your interests, the power of saying yes to your intuition. Do you have a little voice in your head that wants to do something fun and you keep ignoring it because you have so many other obligations? I wonder if you might take a look at things and see if you can clear just a little bit of time on your calendar to give yourself room to explore something that could bring you joy. That's my challenge to you this week, should you choose to accept it. If you want more information about Chana Silva, I will have all the links for you in the show notes. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 132. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.